Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Anime Nostalgia Podcast. As always, I am your host, Usamimi. Happy New Year, guys! Um, I know it's a little late, but uh, happy 2016! I actually meant to do this podcast episode a lot sooner, but as I'm sure many of you can already agree, 2016 is kind of off to a pretty rough start. Uh, Not only did I catch a cold recently, but the loss of one of my favorite artists, uh, one Mr. David Bowie, was an added emotional gut punch that really caught me off guard and kind of threw me off for a little bit. But as they say, life goes on, and so should we. I'm hoping that the rest of 2016 only gets better from here. I'm actually hoping to do some cool things with this podcast this year, if all goes well, so, you know, fingers crossed, and I hope that you all enjoy the podcast even more this year as well. Thanks for your guys' continued questions, inputs, comments, and emails. I appreciate it all so very much. As I mentioned, I am getting over a cold, still, kind of. Uh, My throat's still a bit wonky, so please forgive me if I sound a bit odd or sniffly or anything like that. Uh, I was trying to hold out until I was feeling 100% better, but I really just wanted to get uh, a new episode out to you guys, so I'm pushing through it, and hopefully we can get through this together. (laughs) Now... Normally, my solo podcast episodes are what I like to call review episodes, where I go back and I watch an older anime that I haven't seen in a long time, and I see if I still feel the same way about it uh, that I did when I first watched it many years ago. However, (laughs) this episode will work a little bit differently, uh, so I hope you guys don't mind. Uh, Let's get down to it, shall we? So, some friends of mine on Twitter decided to hold a Secret Santa type of thing for the Christmas season. I think it was back in November. Uh, But the gifts would be terrible older anime, preferably dubbed on VHS. And they called it Anime Hipster Secret Santa, which I assume is part of the joke, given the terrible anime most of us uh, got for each other. (laughs) I was kind of on the fence about it at first. I didn't really, uh, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to sign up for it. Uh, But then I thought, hey, this could make for an interesting episode of the podcast if I participated. I could have someone pick out something for me to do a review episode for a change instead of me having to pick something myself. Since at the time, I was still kind of in a tizzy from all of the work I had to do for the uh, end of the year podcast episode, which is always a little bit beefy in the researching department, as well as actual in real life stuff that I had to do uh, for the holiday season. Uh, So I figured the chances of me getting something I had already watched were probably high, but then my package finally arrived to me and... (laughs) It was something I legitimately had never seen before, or if I had, well, I'd completely scrubbed it from my memory, or it was just so forgettable that it fell out of my brain. 
which after watching it probably could have happened. And what is this mystery anime, you might ask, if you haven't looked at the episode title or description before you started listening, I guess? <laughs> well, it was a little 90s OAV called Demon Fighter Kocho. And when I say little, I do mean little. This thing was a whopping 35 minutes long, and I'm pretty sure that includes the ending credits in the runtime. Ironically, <laughs> this was given to me by Tom, aka ABCB Tom, who was a guest on my Kumagore Orange Road episode in the past. So, thanks, Tom. Thanks for this. Really, thanks a lot. Now I gotta talk about an anime that I had either never seen before or completely forgotten that most people who'd seen it probably forgot even existed as well. So, this isn't really a review episode because, well, if I've never seen this one before, I can't really compare it to how I felt in the past, could I? But this was a holiday gift, folks, so we're gonna make an exception. Plus, I already watched the damn thing, and I might as well share the pain of it with all of you. It'll be therapeutic, and you can all thank me for watching this so you didn't have to. If this sounds like it's going to be a mostly negative review already, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> Ugh, where to begin? Well, when I got this VHS, at first glance, I legitimately thought it was Devil Hunter Yoko when I opened the package. And I think that was supposed to be the point. The artwork, the colors, the logo that Media Blasters chose, all of it really screams, this looks like a Devil Hunter Yoko spinoff to me. It also doesn't help that Kocho and Yoko sound kind of similar. Also, their hairstyles look pretty close to each other at first glance. And back in its day, Devil Hunter Yoko had its fair share of fans, so I guess why not try to sell this as Media Blasters' version of Devil Hunter Yoko, I guess? <laughs> the description on the back even makes it sound like it could be in the same vein. In fact, it's written out in a way that makes it sound like an already fully formed, full-fledged demon-fighting team akin to, say, the Holy Student Council in Haunted Junction are out to have an adventure. But the box's description was super misleading, and this isn't the case at all. Kocho doesn't even really start out as the main character, and is never really even given a title of demon fighter. It's not a title that was passed down to her or something through some mystical lineage or even via a magical item or talisman. The anime most likely gets the name because eventually, in the show, she gets to briefly fight a demon? Well, it's not even really a demon, it's a ghost. But I guess if they're trying to sell this to the Devil Hunter Yoko crowd, Demon sounds a lot closer to Devil than Ghost does. The show starts with a little background exposition that the school the characters go to is haunted, and as of late, has just been getting worse and worse with ghosts popping up much more frequently than they had in the past and harming students. 
not even five minutes into the show and we get some of the worst computer generated spooky transforming ghost transitional effects that I'd seen in a long time. Seriously, it looked like the animators ran a character's face through one of those weird computer-generated morphing programs from like old TV shows where you put one face in it and another face as the final transition and the computer somehow has to turn that face into that face and it just looks so weird and awkward. It was this slowly transitioning to a creepy-looking melty ghost face and it was basically the opposite of scary. I should not be laughing that hard at what I assume is originally intended to be a spooky ghost, but I definitely did. And right after that, we cut to just a shit ton of exposition by the male lead, Kosaku, who is about as plain and dull as a cup of plain yogurt. He's basically here to introduce us all to the main characters and get the ball rolling, and later on, for someone for Kocho to save. In between that, his only real character trait is to be a humongous pervert, constantly commenting on how sexy Kocho and her sister Koran looks and getting nosebleeds whenever she puts on something revealing, or touches him, or when she loses clothing which feels like a lot more frequently than you think for something that's only 35 minutes long. Kosaku does his best to info dump everything you could possibly need to know in as little time as humanly possible, explaining how Kocho and her sister are both exchange students, uh, how they have a class together with Professor Camo, who's the head of the Astrological Society or Astrological Council or something like that, which seems to have absolutely zero members as the professor basically begs the kids to join him and help him rid of the school of the annoying ghost infestation that just keeps getting worse and worse. They quickly agree, for no real apparent reason, and before you know it, the professor's got Kocho nearly naked and performing some sort of mystical ceremony to try to call out the evil ghosts and figure out how to deal with them. This, of course, leads to poor, naive Kocho messing up the spell somehow and losing more clothes briefly, setting off both the professor and Kosaku in another bout of nosebleeds and leering shots of Kocho's various body parts. From here on out, the show turns into a very strange, rushed mix of semi-serious fighting of ghosts with a huge dash of weird, almost Tex Avery-style silliness. The male characters' reactions to Kocho's costumes or varying forms of nakedness just keep getting more and more ridiculous, to the point where they're not even really characters in the show anymore, but just really there to comment and react to everything with nosebleeds, bugged-out eyes, and incoherent babbling about boobs. I mean, <laughs> I'm not kidding. The dub actually has Kosaku chanting titty boobies over and over again, excitedly, under his breath, at least a couple of times. I almost expect the guys to eventually just start wolf whistling and banging things over their heads in just even more cartoonish, stereotypical, pervert ways. But even Koran, Kocho's sister, 
gets in on that act and has several moments in the show where she's just as perverted and even more eager to jump all over a ghost disguising himself as a handsome young man who originally had taken the form of a beautiful woman knocking out the professor. Basically, it feels like everyone in this relatively small cast is constantly looking to score, while Kocho seems not as into it, but still wants to win the heart of the very super mega ultra boring Kosaku for whatever reason. When I started watching this, I was ready to hate the entire thing from start to finish because it just did not look like it was going to be enjoyable at all. But I will say there were actually a few moments that amused me. <laughs> There's a transformation sequence in the show for, of all people, the bald, portly, glasses-wearing professor when he's getting ready to fight off some of the ghosts that are swarming around Koran. And I must admit, it was absolutely hilarious, and I giggled a bit. Koran's incredibly shocked, blank look at the end was a nice punchline to it, too. At this point, the show sort of dissolves into an almost bizarro Scooby-Doo episode as they find out that the school was built on the site of tragic deaths and that the ghosts are just upset that they have no tombstones around to mark their final resting places. Their solution? They decide to put on a school play. Again, I shit you not, a school play to raise the money that they would need to pay for the tombstones so that the ghosts will be happy and at peace and stop bothering everyone. The ghosts even help with the play along with them. And then everyone is happy and that's pretty much the end, which feels so ridiculous that I'd almost say it's out of place with the tone, but <laughs> Given how silly and rushed the rest of the show is, and how the flimsy plot goes past at lightning speed, it's really difficult to figure out what this show was even trying to accomplish in the first place. It feels weird even calling it a series or a show. Can you really call a single 35-minute episode a series or a show? It feels more like a weird short or a special, which... I guess was pretty common for these one-shot OAVs of the 90s that commonly never went anywhere or did anything of note. The ending theme sounds oddly like a porno theme at times, too, musically, and of course, it includes a lot of weird innuendos about dragon gates, which take that <laughs> however you want. The animation quality is also really damn poor, especially for an OAV. The animation in most parts is on par with a cheap-looking TV show, even for the simplest of scenes. The animation quality does go up significantly, however, whenever there's a fight scene or some fanservice-y bits, but even then, not by a whole lot and not enough to really make up for the rest of it. And this dub, oh boy, this dub. <laughs> so since this is a VHS, I can't go and compare it to the original at all, but this dub was definitely a mixed bag. The actress who played Kocho was passable most of the time, but would sometimes get so high-pitched that 
it was so awkward and sometimes it came off like nails on a chalkboard for me. She wasn't nearly as off-sounding as Koran, though, and when the two characters fought, which happens a few times, it becomes this screeching mess that's barely tolerable once they get higher and higher in their tones. The voice of Kosaku is fine, and he plays this plain, boring character pretty straightforward. The best voice in the show is definitely that of the professor, who is perfect as a supposedly wise, battle-hardened teacher who is also just a big, silly, perverted old dude. The cast of this OAV is just pretty small, with only two other actors involved that did minor background characters and ghosts. Uh, but that's probably for the best, as the story didn't even really accomplish establishing the few characters it did have. I will say that there is something that I really do like and appreciate about this dub. So, Demon Fighter Kocho has a lot of Chinese mythology sort of stereotypical stuff going on in it. And it would have been really easy to just go that stereotypical route and give Kocho and Koran really horrible, kinda racist, Chinese sort of accents. But thankfully, they did not do any of that. And I was so very glad because if that had been added on top of all these other problems with the show and the few problems with the dub, this would have made it entirely unwatchable, and I probably would have turned it off like halfway through if that had been the case. Thankfully, the people in charge had peace of mind to at least avoid that. So I will say that at least the dub managed not to go the lazy route, and I am very, very glad that it avoided that entirely. The script was definitely tweaked for this dub, which I guess is understandable. I can't really tell if the occasional fourth wall breaking was part of the original story or not, but at least it lets you know early on that this story was definitely not made to be taken seriously, though even without any of that, it would still be difficult to take any of this seriously. <laughs> As previously mentioned, the addition of Kosaku's weird lewd chanting sounded a bit odd, but I assume that whatever it was in Japanese probably had about the same kind of weird and or perverted tone to it. Koran was kind of played out as a valley girl kind of sound at times, but I assume that was supposed to be the western equivalent of her Japanese kogal style which is represented by her tanned skin, sailor-style school uniform, loose socks, and lots and lots of attitude. Something that caught me off guard was, though, at one point, Kocho actually makes a reference to Fushigi Yugi in the dub, screaming as she falls from the sky something like, I wonder if Miyaka has days like this before she uses a spell to call a Chinese spirit that looks much like Fushigi Yugi Suzaku, since they're both using Chinese mythology in their stories, although Kocho uses it much less sparingly than Shugi does. I assume that when they wrote this new dub script, this joke seemed like a slam dunk because most anime fans were at least aware of Fushigi Yugi. 
But it was a bit odd considering that Fushigi Yugi wasn't a Media Blasters title at the time. In the 90s, Fushigi Yugi was released stateside by Pioneer, which would later become Genion and then later on Fold. Funny enough, Media Blasters does own Fushigi Yugi now, though. <laughs> While I was looking up information on this title and its dub, I was surprised to discover that the English scriptwriter and the ADR director was none other than Michael Sinter Nicholas. While that name might not be familiar to some, you might have heard his work before. Currently, he's best known as the voice of Dean Venture in the Adult Swim series The Venture Brothers, but he's no stranger to anime. He's done his fair share of ADR directing and script writing for things like the old Berserk TV series, Giant Robo, Bubblegum Crisis, and most recently for things like Gundam Unicorn and Gundam The Origin. He's also been in his fair share of dubs, such as Ataru Moroboshi in Animego's brief attempt at dubbing the Urusei Yatsura TV series, Guy in the Gao Gaigar TV series, and Zelos in the recent Slayer's Evolution R and Slayer's Revolution. He even actually voiced a character in this show, although no one special. It was just the background character that gets spooked by a ghost in the beginning. Jessica Gavello was the voice of Kocho. She was also the dub voice of Mink in Dragon Half, Yuri in Dirty Pear, and Honey in the new Cutie Honey OAVs. Jamie McGonagall was the voice of Kosaku, who was Takeo in the Magic Users Club dub, TA in The Weathering Continent, and Omi in Night Hunters, aka Weiss Cruz. Koran was played by Amy Fitz, who didn't seem to do much in the way of voice acting as her only listed roles online seem to be just her role in this show, and Naomi and various minor characters in the dub of Magic Users Club. And Mike Pollock, the voice of the Professor, was also Minoru in Magic Users Club, and several voices in Giant Robo, including Dojin Issei, Jujoji, and Professor Shizuma. As far as the Japanese staff goes, the director, Toru Yoshida, was also the animation director on several Armored Trooper Votums OAVs, an animation director on Gaugaigar TV and Final, and an animation director on G Gundam. The character designs were done by Kazuhiro Sasaki, who was also a key animator for Kimigori Orange Road, El Hazard the Magnificent World, and Macross Plus. The music was done by Toshihiko Sahashi, who also did music for all of the Fatal Fury anime, The Big O, and Cutie Honey Flash, which kind of surprised me as the music in this came off as pretty run-of-the-mill and bland, while all of those had pretty decent music, so I guess he wasn't really pulling his A-game for this one, but kind of understandably so. Originally, this OAV came out in Japan in 1997 and is based on the manga by Nanki Miyasu, which was four volumes long. I assume that, like many OAVs around this time, this was basically made to be a commercial for the manga in hopes that people would buy or rent it, be intrigued by it, and then go seek out the books to see what else it had to offer. But without any of that available here in English, it basically makes this anime a weird relic of a time when 
companies would release any short OAV series in English here because it was short and much easier than a full-fledged TV series. And the thing that really amused me was that the original name of this series is actually called Yakusai Kocho, which translates to something along the lines of Disastrous Kocho. This probably would have been a much more fitting name for this series, as the whole result of the show comes off as somewhat of just a really rushed and weird mess. But I guess it's pretty hard to sell something that's called Disastrous Kocho, so going with something along the lines of Demon Fighter sure makes it sound a lot more exciting than it really is. So, bottom line, is Demon Fighter Kocho worth watching? Not really. <laughs> if you couldn't tell by now. While I admit to laughing here and there at a few random dumb things, the series is ultimately forgettable, which is probably why it's never been picked back up again now that it's gone out of print. It's too short to really bother with, and I firmly believe that this was only dubbed in English in hopes that they could make a quick buck from some people either confusing it with Devil Hunter Yoko or thinking it was related to it in some way. It was a little too racy to give to someone who was just looking for a goofy comedy, but not dirty enough for anybody who would want a silly adult parody anime. It felt like something a kid would try to rent innocently at a video store when their parents were around, but then watched in secret when no one was home because there was nudity in it. Yes, this was a fairly common occurrence in the VHS age, guys, before you could just get on the internet and look up naked people whenever you wanted. I wouldn't say it's the worst thing I ever watched, but at the end of it, I was left with a feeling of, wow, that all went by so quickly, followed immediately by, that was kind of a waste of time. If you're a person that goes out of their way to look for really ridiculous dubs, this could be one for your collection, and maybe this would be a more fun watch if you did it with a group of people and just ripped it apart while you watched it. Otherwise, I wouldn't even recommend it in a so-bad-it's-kinda-good capacity, because it's just so short and unfocused, making any of the good parts just wasted on it. And thinking about it, there's plenty of anime out there that does the whole demon or ghost hunting with comedy and or sexiness a lot better than Demon Fighter Kocho, to varying degrees. There's of course the aforementioned Devil Hunter Yoko, as well as the aforementioned Haunted Junction, but then you also have things like Phantom Quest Corp or Ghost Sweeper Mikami. All of these things are much longer and have more of a plot and fleshed out characters and don't feel just as rushed and weird and messy as Demon Fighter Kocho. Not to mention, even on their worst episodes, these stories accomplish more than Kocho could ever hope to achieve and are much better looking overall animation-wise. And so, I guess that's about it for this uh, special review episode. Thanks again to Tom for supplying that very special anime for me to watch. 
As always, you can find this episode and past episodes on the blog at onamainnostalgia.blogspot.com as well as onamainnostalgia.tumblr.com where you can also follow for posts and news relating to older anime and manga. If you have any questions or comments on this episode or other episodes or you just want to say hi, you can always email me at onamainnostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on iTunes and Stitcher, where you can leave a review for my humble little podcast if you are feeling generous. As always, thanks for listening, guys, and I will see you next time. episode is almost the same length as the actual episode of Demon Fighter Kocho. I don't know if that's funny or sad. Uh, whatever. Happy New Year! <laughs>